thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to The Inspired Optimist with your host, Dr. Jacinta DiPrinzio, inspiring you to create a life that is healthy, bright, and full of life. Hi guys and welcome to another recording of the Inspired Optimist podcast. I'm your host Jacinta and today I'm doing part two of your curly questions. So a few episodes back um, I answered some questions that some of my patients had, some of the listeners had or some questions that I was asked over social media or in person and I've got another list here um, that I wanted to share with you today and answer those questions so that you can get a little bit more clarity around, um, you know, some of the things that you've been wondering about. So firstly, I wanted to start with a little bit of an apology. I have been slightly MIA lately, and that has been because uh, I've just, I came off a big event. So I did Um, Some of you might know I did an event called the Mind Massage in Fremantle a few weeks ago, uh, and it was a massive, massive build up and lead up, um, and I pretty much just died in a hole afterwards, so I was really puckered, and I... It was funny because my mentality, I was really uh, beating myself up about the fact that I um, I wasn't, you know, keeping up with my recordings. I wasn't doing the things that I usually do. And then I really thought to myself, well, hang on, you know, the whole event was about getting in the right mindset and being okay, you know, with the stresses that come day to day and being okay in your own skin. And I thought the only pressure that's... Um, that I feel is pressure from myself. So I gave myself permission to have some time off and to rest and pretty much just binge watch Netflix for a while. Obviously, yes, I still had practice, so I was still adjusting people. Um, But yeah, that's sort of the reason why I've been a little bit MIA, but I'm ready to hit the ground running again. Um, So yeah, I've missed you guys. So it's good to be back. So anyway, let's get into it. Um, One of this first question is actually from a client of mine, um, which was quite surprising, this question. She asked me if I ever get sad. Now, a little bit of context in this. um, I have some clients who bring in their kids for different issues. So obviously, you know, different body physical issues, but also because their children are struggling mentally as well in some way, shape or form. And so I, with her daughter, was, um, you know, helping her daughter see things in a different light and I suppose um, help her move into a more positive mindset. And yeah, then this mum asked me if I actually ever get sad and it really threw me because I thought, oh, wow, you know, the first thing I thought of was I hope that I'm not giving off the perception that, I am 100% okay 100% of the time because that is not the case. Obviously, when I'm at work, I am there to be of service. So I put my problems aside, but just like any, anyone else, as soon as I leave, you know, the open space doors, I am like everyone else. I have bad days. I have good days. Um, some days I, you know, I'm stinking thinking all day. Other days I have my shit together. So yes. In short, yes, I do get sad. Um, However, I'm very super highly aware of my own emotions. So I know that whenever I'm feeling something that I would deem to be a negative emotion, 
I go straight to, okay, well, what am I, what am I thinking about? What's happening in between my ears? Because I know that usually it is some form of limiting belief or some sort of baggage story that I'm making up. So for example, you know, when I was having that rest from podcasting, I made up this story um, about myself, which made me feel pretty shitty for a little while. Um, And then I realized, okay, well, that is completely, you know, you're giving yourself a really hard time for no reason. So yes, I do get sad. Second one, what are some of my guilty pleasures? Well, I think I just hinted Netflix. Netflix is a massive guilty pleasure for me. I tend to binge watch you know, the most mind numbing shows as well. So yeah, yeah. I have quite a busy life and I'm very switched on and I'm always, you know, thinking, thinking, thinking. And so when I have time off, I pretty much love watching things that make my mind just go numb. So that can also be, sometimes I do catch up TV and I binge watch The Bachelor as well. So um, don't judge me. I love it. Yeah. Netflix is a guilty pleasure. Um, another guilty pleasure would be, uh, I love chocolate. Yep. I actually, I love all sweets. So I am a recovering sugar addict and it is definitely something that I default to if I'm a little bit stressy or falling off the bandwagon. I do tend to grab the sugar again. However, now my sugar choices are somewhat better than they used to be. Um, other guilty pleasures, um, coffee. So I'm a one a day type of girl. I, I like to get takeaway coffees because I like to sip the coffee throughout the day. And if, if it then gets cold, I fill it up with some hot water. And so for me, that's a bit of a comfort thing because, um, I grew up talking and shooting the breeze with my family over hot drinks. And so not only do obviously I love the taste, but I love the feeling that I get when I have that hot drink because it reminds me of comfort and family and home. So there you go. Number three, what are some breakfast substitutes that I can use instead of cereal and toast? This is a great question because anyone who has started to look into more wellness-based diets, um, I find that it's really the breakfast that stumps most people because Mr. Kellogg's did some great advertising with trying to convince everyone that cereals were healthy. Um, So people are really, really confused as to what they should or shouldn't be eating. A beautiful substitute um, for cereals or toast and that sort of thing can be green smoothies. So my favorite green smoothie recipe is spinach, uh, green apple, banana, coconut water, coconut cream, and a quarter of a lemon. And then to supercharge that, sometimes I'll put in some maca powder or some chia seeds or some nuts um, or like a green powder. That is like the most balanced, delicious green smoothie that I could, you know, that I think I've ever tasted. Really, really good. Uh, another one can be chia pudding. So basically just mixing up some coconut water and, and coconut cream and then putting a whole bunch of chia seeds with this with some vanilla extract or something in there and stirring it, stirring it up and just allowing those chia seeds to set overnight um, can be a really, really nice one as well. Um, and then 
another favorite recipe, this is more a weekend one, can be banana pancakes. So the ratio is one egg to one banana mashed up. So this makes two pancakes mashed up together with a tablespoon of almond meal and a few chia seeds and some vanilla again. And it makes the consistency of pancake batter and then frying that up in some coconut oil. And it is so damn good. You can add some berries on top. You can add some um, real Canadian maple syrup. So, so, so good. So give that one a go this weekend. Uh, this one came from a another health coach who, who interviewed me on her website. Um, it was, what are your non-negotiables non-negotiables when it comes to self-care and my answer was essentially that I don't have any non-negotiables because I really feel that life is is just about finding that balance and sometimes you swing left sometimes you swing right um, and it's just about trying to stay as close to the center as possible so at times I can be really good you know I, I like to body brush. I like to lather myself in coconut oil. Um, you know, I really like taking walks on the beach, that sort of thing. And sometimes I find myself in flow in that and I, and I do really well with that. However, other times I wake up um, with five minutes to get ready and I'm quickly rushing out the door. I'm shoving down a smoothie or a banana um, in the car and doing my makeup in the car. So it really depends on what's happening. But Definitely, if I'm finding that it's the latter too frequently, then I know that I've swung a little bit far off the Richter and I need to get back to some balance. So then I will know that um, I need to do some form of planning to have some time off or something like that. This episode of the Inspired Optimist podcast will continue very soon. If you're enjoying this episode and think that one of your loved ones would benefit from this information, make sure you share it with them. And of course, give me a five-star rating on iTunes. It is now time for the rest of the show. Listen up as I continue to answer your curly questions. Next question I have here is, what is one of the hardest things that you have ever experienced in your life? And I absolutely love this question because I think there are when there's hard times that happen in your life, I think there's plenty of lessons that you can learn during that time. And I actually have extensively spoken about this. It was, I think it was my first recording of the Inspired Optimist podcast. I spoke about my story and I've also shared this story at a few events that I have done. Um, however, hands down, the hardest period of my life was um, about a year ago when I was in Nice and um, on Bastille Day. And um, if anyone remembers, that was when you know, that terrorist attack happened where the truck plowed through the crowd on Bastille Day. And obviously at the time it was very traumatic. I was very scared. Um, you know, I was thinking about all the possible bad things that could go wrong. But it was really the aftermath of math of that that was difficult. So I realized that I started to get very poor um, thought patterns that were starting to happen over the next few months where I would be scared at certain scenarios. I would have triggers. Um, for example, I remember being out to dinner with my partner um, 
and there was a car parked up on the curb with their lights on and the engine was running and I pretty much said to him we have to leave because I feel I feel scared and I was almost imagining that the car was going to run in run into us while we're having dinner so those sort of things were really bothering me, particularly because I have never, ever been like that. I've never been that sort of person. I, you know, I call myself the inspired optimist for God's sake. So by default, I'm fairly optimistic and it's something that I've definitely prided myself on, you know, growing up and, and through the years. And it was because that identity was being challenged that I found that was very, very difficult. But some things I found that really helped was talking about it with people. I know that sounds cliche, but it's very true. Um, And also trying to see the good because what happened out of that was quite amazing in the sense that I really, really started to really appreciate what I had. I'd always thought, yeah, I'm lucky, you know, I've got it pretty good. But now I can draw on whenever things are hard, whenever things are difficult, I can compare them to, look, I'm alive, I'm here. Other people weren't that lucky. And all the issues that I have now and the struggles that I have now and the stress and all these things are nothing compared to what could have been. And by default, now I am eternally grateful. And I I like the fact that I can use... Um, you know, that insight to help people um, in the future as well. So I think that's really important. So definitely that was one of the hardest parts, um, hardest times in my life, but almost, you know, the silver lining was it was one of the best lessons that I could ever learn out of that. So I hope that makes sense. The uh, next question I have is a bit of a change of pace, but it came from one of my clients who asked, how can I regulate my cycle? Now, this is a massive, massive, massive topic and I'm definitely not going to be able to give it the justice it deserves in a couple of minutes. So I will have a guest speaker to come on and um, talk all extensively about your cycle. But I thought, I think it's important firstly to... uh, to let you know what a normal cycle is because a lot of people think that, oh, you know, because I'm regular, say every 28 days to 35 days, that means I have a normal cycle. And it's and I think that, well, it's normal to have a bit of pain. It's normal to have PMS and be agitated, et cetera, et cetera. But the fact of the matter is, it's actually not normal to be in pain to the point where you're having to take painkillers and it's not normal to have clotting. It's not normal to be bleeding through um, a tampon or a pad in a couple of hours. These are all things that are not normal. And um, if you are having any of those issues, then I highly recommend doing some one-on-one work with somebody. Um, But in short, if you're experiencing any irregularities, then the main things that you have to be aware of are stress, sugar, and GMO soy. So it will really depend on where um, the hormonal imbalance started from. So for example, when I was younger, I had extremely, sorry if there's any guys listening, but I had extremely heavy menstrual cycle to the point where I was essentially hemorrhaging and I couldn't even go out um, to dinner or anywhere because I would have to be, be near the toilet and it was debilitating. I was prescribed the 
hormonal pill and was on that pill for 10 years. And then when I learned more about the effects of the pill and learned more about how my body was meant to work, I realized that I had to get off it. So I went off the pill about six years ago and it has taken me a good four and a half years since then to have a normal regular cycle again. And after coming off that pill, I actually didn't have a period for about eight months. So it's pretty, pretty scary when you think about if you mess up with a thing that is so natural, the effects that that could have on your body. And I think it's important just to, I should have addressed why my hormones were out of balance when I first got my period. And I think it was because I was eating too much sugar rather than just mask it with something like the pill that will cause lots and lots of different things down the track. But to get back to what I was talking about, yes, stress is a massive one. Um, anytime there's, there's too much stress in your life, it will affect your hormones because cortisol and stress hormones are very greedy and they're going to use all of your energy and nutrition um, and there'll be nothing left for your um, for your hormones to to function properly. Sugar is another big one. Sugar will cause um, mass inflammation all through the body, which will affect your cycle and your hormones as well. Um, as well as the same concept with GMO soy. So. Soy is fantastic if it's organic. It is very hard, however, to find organic soy in Australia. So just that that's another topic all in itself, which uh, definitely I want to cover in future episodes. But um, yeah, that, that is a bit of a common misconception that soy is good for us and it's a good alternative. It is. However, it needs to be organic and non-GMO. Another great one to help aid um, in regulating your hormones is magnesium. So that's definitely something that anyone should be on if they're finding, especially if they're having back pain or cramps um, around the first few days. Raspberry leaf tea is another beautiful one, as well as getting lots of good quality, healthy fats. So avocado, good quality oils, etc., because it's our healthy fats that help build healthy hormones. Alrighty, and the last question I have for today is where do I get my colonics done? The reason I have been asked this so, so many times over the last month, and it is because of the event that I did, and I, I spoke about the importance of having a healthy colon and spoke about how um, if you haven't been going to the toilet two to three times a day, so a number two, two to three times a day for your life, then you have backed up waste in your colon that you would then reabsorb into your bloodstream, which will essentially cause mass inflammation through your body. So it's really, really important to have a clear, healthy colon and get that shit out of you. And one of the best ways that I know how to do that is through colonics. And I cannot recommend Havana Wellness and Bibra like enough because they are one of the only holistic colonic hydrotherapists um, that I have found in around the Perth region. So I would love to share my story. Um, for those of you who don't know much about what colonics is, essentially what you do is you go in there and you get a, um, a little hose put up your bum and then the hydrotherapist sits there and she massages the colon, the warm water comes in and then flows out into a tube and you can actually watch what comes out of you. 
So it's not for the squeamish and it's probably for those people that are a little bit more further along their health journey that might be a little bit more open to these things. But to be fair, I think it's actually one of the first things you should do because we really need to have a clean system before we start then changing a diet. So for example, if you have been eating really poorly or drinking or smoking, you need to clean the house first before you can then make some good healthy habits um, to change your microbiome, etc., in the gut. So super important. But essentially you go in there, the hose goes in, you lay down, you know, no water or, or fecal matter falls out of you um, onto the bed. It all goes into the hose. It's very clean. And yeah, and basically you get your tummy massaged. And what my experience has been with Havana Wellness is that um, they're very, very in tune in the sense that um, I was pretty stressy when I went in there one day and my hydrotherapist was very easy on me. She did some very light, gentle massage. She even was activating some meridian points through my neck, shoulders and hands to get things moving. Um, Whereas the next time they knew that I was more susceptible. So they really got in there and um, helped do some deep massage through my bowel um, to help, you know, get things moving along. So I cannot, cannot recommend them enough. And essentially why it's so important is because there is a whole host of different parasites and different things that can grow in your gut and really affect your overall health. It can affect your immune system. It can affect your inflammation. It it can even affect your mood. Um, So really important. I could not recommend them enough. So for all of my listeners, if you do decide to go to Havana Wellness, uh, you just have to quote the Inspired Optimist or my name, Jacinta, and they will actually give you a $60 infrared sauna voucher for free as well. So get in there, get in quick because spaces are definitely filling up um, now, that every, now that I'm sending everyone there. So that's it for today. Keep your questions coming through. Um, I absolutely love answering them and I'll do another another one of these when necessary. Um, But for now, this is Jacinta from The Inspired Optimist. If you feel like this episode was helpful or informative and you would like to share it with your friends and family, please do so. And of course, give me a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.